tieflings and tabaxi, high elves and halflings, barbarians and bards. Welcome back to Raw School. Open up your player's handbook as we take another deep dive into the magical and mystical world of Dungeons and Dragons. Class is now in session. Students? Students? Yes? Hello? Yes, Professor? You... Mademoiselle, can you please close your books, open your books, and put them under your chair? You want me to close and then open and then put away my book? <laughs> yes, why is that confusing? <laughs> this is magic school, not regular school. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. We have one voice of reason amongst us. Oh, no. It's not neither. It's neither Joe nice or I. <laughs> it's not neither of us. <laughs> not, not, it, it, it ain't no none of us. It's Tyler. Oh yeah. Yay. Welcome oh. back, Tyler. Oh yeah. Tyler's the voice of reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Minnesotan voice of reason. It's true. Oh, hey guys, true I'm so excited to be here today. No. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, Tyler, we have you on because, as you know, this is part of our developing series that I have called Deep Dive because that's what Anna called it the first episode. So mm -hmm. we're going to go with it. And today we're talking all about Druids. Druids. They're doing little Druids. hand gestures right now that I assume are. Supposed to I'm be earth, wind, fire. <laughs> no, I'm a moose. Oh, no, why aren't why aren't there? What yeah, Tyler's just Tyler's like just, Airbender he's just over dancing. here. <laughs> why are there no moose in D and D? There should be moose. I want to. Why play are moose. there no meese in D and D? Find yeah, find greater steed gives you. I don't know. Like find, wait, find can your can one of your wild shapes be a moose? Yeah, I sure, think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Make time. a stop lock Next for time. it. It has 700 <laughs> HP. <laughs> Conjure moose. That'll be a spell that I'll yes. use. Yes. Um, I know, Anna, if you ever play a druid, you'll be a Canadian druid, like a druid of the maple leaves. I can and only pick animals that are like <laughs> native, native to, Canada. to Canada so I can turn into a loon. Done. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, like you have like summon Mountie, and you Ooh. summon like a, a mounted combatant. So a Canadian then, flavor on all of my spells. Yeah, I love it. And then you have like acid spray, but instead of acid, it's just maple syrup. Maple syrup, syrup. Okay. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about druids. Let's get let's get down and dirty with the druids. Okay, so let's broadly speaking, Anna Tyler, what amazing things are druids known for? So I would say. Um, Druids are their most prominent feature, probably what they're most uh, well known for in 5e is definitely their wild shape ability. Um, wild shape is an ability that lets you turn into other creatures of the beast type, um, which there is a distinction between that and some other, um, shall, you, shall we say, monster types. But a beast could be anything as small as a little rat all the way up to a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, and... Yeah. Most druids do only get um, access to beasts as high as a challenge rating of one, but you could still find a ton of utility for that throughout the game. Um, oh, yeah. So I would say that's that's the first really big feature of druids. Um, the second one is that they're a full spellcaster, and yeah. 
I think they have one of the they they have one of my favorite spell lists in the game because they have a lot of stuff that is kind of unique to them. Um, a lot of we we talked about you know elemental bending that's definitely one part of it, but controlling um, the environment, controlling the weather, um, animals are really big deal with druids. They are, have some exclusive animal spells, um, and they're also great support class too. And as we'll jump into the subclasses later, um, some of the subclasses really enhance that support aspect, while some give you more offensive capabilities. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of, I would say those are the two really big things about druids. Um, unlike paladins, which were discussed last time, druids don't actually have a ton of like features at the mid-levels, aside right. from getting higher-level spells. Sure. That all comes through their subclasses. So. But late level druids? Oh Woof. my god! Yeah. If you're playing a level twenty campaign, just play a fucking druid. You're just you you're can, never gonna die. You're never gonna. <laughs> you're you can wild shape die. an unlimited number of times. So up until nineteenth level, one levels one through nineteen, you you can only wild shape twice per short rest. When you hit level twenty, it's an unlimited number of times, which is you know that's just like a. In terms of like exponential <laughs> increase, um, my favorite. Uh, you also the mm-hmm. the high level druids too. Um, I I I think of them as like little walking natural disasters because <laughs> they have access to some absolutely like crazy spells like firestorm and whirlwind and tsunami and earthquake. Like it's it's just Storm like vengeance. Yes. This is one of my favorite things about druids. I mean, Tyler mentioned all of the cool features that you get as a druid, but I love how narratively they are part of this world. Like they are one with nature. What a cool foundation to build a backstory on. Honestly, I really enjoy that about druids. I can't wait to play one. Yeah. Druids also get timeless body at level 18, which means Mm. they basically stop aging, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, so druids, yeah, are your, like, are your nature-y spellcasters, right? Your full casters, uh, that are deal with plants and aminals. Um, okay. That's it for druids. Let's jump into the subclasses because this is where druids get fucking crazy. 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 Okay. So I have to start with this one because I don't want to actually spend that much time talking about it because it's annoying. And that is the moon druid. <laughs> Wow, I'm shocked. I'm shocked too. <laughs> I'm I'm just breathing and sighing heavily and not in a good way. Okay. Moon druids are let's just face it, they're overpowered. Um at early levels at least. So unlike most druids um who can only uh wild shape into a challenge rating one fourth at second level, moon druids can challenge can wild shape into a full challenge rating one at mm-hmm. second level. That's a dire wolf at second level, <laughs> twice per short rest. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and um, you do it as a bonus action. <laughs> and you do it as a bonus action. <laughs> I mean insanity. <laughs> So it evens out a little bit in later, um, uh, somewhat in later levels, but like level 10, you can turn into, you can use both of your wild shapes to turn into a fucking elemental. Elementals have Mm -hmm. anywhere between like 70 and 120 HP and are just fucking hard to kill. So you're just like adding another PC to the game, basically. 
think as I think it's the moon that only the moon that can do this. But once you're in your wild shape, which you did as a bonus action as opposed to a full action, you can then use your bonus actions to regain hit points like every yes. turn. Which what? Yeah. That's you crazy. Can, you, well, you basically consume spell slots to do it. But right. yeah, it means you can basically just keep yourself alive indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> At level 20, yeah, it's a bit, it's insane once you get that uh Oh, that unlimited wild shape and and joe kind of already alluded to this the the balance does even out a little bit as you get higher but still i mean the utility of being able to be a full druid spellcaster which is already awesome and then just bonus action give yourself a hundred whatever hit points like mm-hmm. right insanity yeah it's yeah. It's and really at, good. at later levels so like normally when a spellcaster reaches sixth level they get access to swimming beasts well that's still true for moon druids however moon druids now can wild shape into a challenge rating as high as one third of their level so yeah you're getting up there to some pretty high challenge ratings the higher levels you get um i guess that maxes out at uh, uh a six challenge rating six because seven would be 21 so mm-hmm. yeah a challenge at 18th level a challenge rating six creature it's crazy that's or beast that's fucking nuts oh my god uh granted there aren't a ton of beasts at those levels but there are enough to just make a dm's life hell um anyway okay let's stop talking about moon druids because (laughs) i hate them tyler i think we should talk about shepherd druids because shepherd druids are also really fucking great so first of all before we get into the subclasses part i i love most of the druid subclasses like I'm really happy I picked this one uh, first because I think it I think it's a really awesome subclass, but I'm really excited to talk about all these because they can do some cool stuff. And shepherds are so when I was looking at the options at the time, there was no Tasha's. um, So I was looking at everything from the player's handbook in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. And um, I saw the shepherd. Can we just take a moment to flip to page 25 of Xanathar's if you have it handy at all? I don't. Why? What is the picture? Because the picture is just like absolutely wackadoo. Like it's just some dude that's like having sex with a bear. (laughs) Why is this dude having sex with a bear? He's not having sex with it. He's 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 fondling it. (laughs) And the bear is fondling him while he fondles. A druid can be naked. (laughs) You're just having platonic cuddles. It's just a fantastic picture. That's all I wanted to say. All right. Okay. Shepherd druids go. So shepherd druids, um, they get they get two really class defining abilities. The first one is actually has nothing really to do with um, summoning creatures. Um, the first one is more of a spirit totem, um, which can take three different forms. Um, one of them gives so all of them kind of work in a radius, and one of them gives temp HP to your party. One can allow you to give advantage to someone who's attacking. And then my favorite one is um, Unicorn Totem, which whenever you cast Mm -hmm. a healing spell, it heals everyone in that radius for an amount of hit points equal to your druid level. That is fantastically useful. Oh, my goodness. Incredible offense, incredible defense, incredible Mm -hmm. support. Yes. I mean... The shepherd druid is, and and you cast that as a bonus action. Your totem, yeah. you can. It, it doesn't consume a wild shape, and you can move your totem on subsequent turns as a bonus action. Yeah. So, it's awesome. 
And this is something I've noticed about like all of the subclasses of Druid is that they don't tie you down to one type of help, right? Like the Shepherd Druid has this like, you can heal, you can boost, you can give advantage, and you get to choose depending on what's happening in your battle and who you need to help in that moment, which totem you use. And there are other subclasses that have that kind of like range of help that don't tie you down to you got to pick one of these and that's what you can do until your next long rest or whatever. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. fantastic that it gives you that versatility. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, like druids, I think, are the most versatile class in D&D. And I think mm-hmm. they're probably one of the most, especially now that Tasha's has expanded their spell list to give mm-hmm. them access to revivify at th- at fifth level. I mean, uh, druids are such an important part of any party. And they basically are like on par with clerics as far as their healing capabilities yeah. go. And in some cases, even more so. The other really yeah. class defining feature of the Shepherd Druid is uh, Mighty Summoner, which is your sixth level feature. Um, it basically just gives you a buff to conjure animals and conjure woodland beings. It gives those creatures a little bit more hit points, and their attacks are also magical. Um, my favorite. Also, ability... you get to speak to the freaking. Oh, that's all right. The yeah, 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 yeah. There's a really <laughs> big. So, druids, uh, Shepherd Druids don't get a prepared spell list at second level, unlike some of the Druid subclasses, but they do get this really cool, constant, like, speak with animals feature, um, which is kind of nice. Um, so, but by far my favorite ability of the, it, it, the memeiest ability, it's not really the best ability, but at 14th level, Shepherd Druids, they get. Um, faithful summons which mm-hmm. if if draxel ever reaches this level like i'm sure he will it's just gonna be a little while um he if he ever goes down in battle basically four challenge rating two creatures just poof out of nowhere <laughs> and like protect him from from harm yeah. which i think That's is great. so hilarious <laughs> it's like yeah. hey there enemies um oh yeah four polar bears in your face for <laughs> for downing me yeah <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's such a unique ability that really cements the like the protective aspect of this class, which I just love. It's like, yeah, it's like this is the druid that calls upon the aid of other creatures and makes spells like conjure animals, which are already like a DM's nightmare, even more like yeah. deadly, which is awesome. Talk to um, your DM definitely yeah. if you're thinking about playing the subclass. It's an awesome class, but just there is a lot of management that has to be had with summons and for that matter, wild shape. So that's kind of a thing of druids in general. So just be, be yeah. sure to work with your DM on that. So that way, you know, you don't take too much time on any given turn doing things with those uh, creatures, but a lot of fun, really enjoying it. Yeah. So, and Anna, are there any druids that have, have, have pulled your interest or that you've, that you've always found interesting? Yeah. Well, I don't know that they necessarily are like more powerful than other druids, but when I was reading about Circle of Spores druids, I was like, this is really cool. What a cool manifestation of Mm -hmm. your wild shape abilities to like be able to transform that, form that into like this aura of spores, get to do extra necrotic damage. I just think that that would be like very visually uh, appealing to kind of play out. And absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I'm playing one in Tyler's campaign that we right. just started, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, and it really is a really fun. It was so fun to create a backstory that incorporated this 
this aspect of spores into both like the character and the race and the class and weave it throughout. And yeah, that halo of spores and symbiotic entity are just, they're just really unique and fun to work with. You get four temporary yeah. hit points for when you can expend a use of wild shape um, uh, to gain four temporary hit points per druid level, which means at 10th level, you gain 40 temporary hit points. Right. Like it's that just makes insane. you a fucking tank. I, it's like a different take on the tank from wild shape you know it's it's like if you want to be kind of a melee oriented druid but you don't want to play a moon druid this is a really awesome way to do it um it's a super fun thematic class too um yeah there's so the, many the ways other one go. the yeah. other one that like really drew my attention was circle of wildfire me too but hold on, before we get there yeah. just to just to make a note we've talked about this before but at 14th level oh. fungal body for spore druids at 14th level, you can't be blinded, deafened, frightened, or poisoned. And frightened is so important because when you're fighting a dragon, they have that frightening or presence. Mm. And you have to make saves against being frightened um, every, like whenever the creature uses that. And that is so like fucking legit to just be immune to it. Um, and you just can't be critically hit unless you're incapacitated. So like... You just if someone scores a nat twenty on you, it's just a normal hit. <laughs> it's amazing. Sorry, and okay. they can like reanimate dead, right? Like for yep. some yeah. period of time, just insanity. Yeah. But the, yeah. no, the other one that really caught my attention was Circle of Wildfire, because of their ability to like create a, in it, you know, in lieu of turning it into themselves, they can create a separate being, the like wildfire or whatever wild thing, wildfire spirit. Right. Uh, and it's essentially like doubling your damage, right? Because you are still able to cast your spells, which you, ne you wouldn't necessarily be able to do if you had taken on wild sh shape. You're, you're still able to act and attack. And then it gets its own, which is such a cool yeah. feature. So when we when we talk about druids that like earlier, some of them are more support based, some are more offensive based. Circle of Wildfire is a great example of one where if you want to play a, a spellcaster and you really want to enhance your spellcasting abilities, this is an awesome choice because you do mm -hmm. get a prepared spell list that includes a lot of favorites like Burning Hands, um, Scorching mm -hmm. Ray, Flame Strike, um, see fire shield like there's a theme of like using wildfire both as a means of destruction and uh life which i think is is really cool like you know a forest burns down but then it grows back stronger like that type of thing exactly. um and yeah the, the class features as you go further on are also very cool um yeah so yeah i i'm playing with uh a druid right now in my other guide kind guide one who's a wildfire druid and uh it's it really is just a fun unique way to incorporate the that that concept of a druid into the game mm -hmm. um I, I want to talk about uh, if we're done with wildfire druids. Um, I, I think that there is one that often gets overlooked that is mm -hmm. actually really good, and that is Circle of the Land Druids. Mm -hmm. um, so land druids get natural recovery, which at level two, which is similar to arcane recovery, which allows you to regain spell slots. Um, yes. I believe up to up to sixth level, uh, or, or or sorry, up to fifth level of uh uh of of spell slots and um it's it's that's such an important ability for someone who really wants to be like a druid spellcaster yeah. and then you also get to choose like from 
the circle of the land, you get to choose a further specialization, and that gives you a unique unique access to spells from from uh, uh, different spell lists other right. than the druid. Um, so uh, uh, you can there's one that gives you like haste. There's one that gives you slow, misty step. Uh, 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 the spells <laughs> the the one for underdark has some really awesome hits on it like um yes. web greater, greater invisibility, invisibility. Oh cloud kill gaseous and form. at sixth level yeah. i think it lets you pass through difficult terrain like it's regular mm-hmm. terrain as long as yeah. it's not magical which okay seems like a small thing at the time but it's actually can be very very helpful yeah. to have that ability at 10th level you become immune to poison and disease like that's fucking awesome yeah. plus you get an extra cantrip like it's already yeah. cool that they get like a little uh, bump in getting a cantrip, but then you get to pick an extra one. That's pretty nice. Like if you're and just tr- yeah, if you're just looking for a good spellcaster, I totally agree. Joe Land is a great option. Yeah, yeah. And Nature Sanctuary, which is the 14th level ability, it's it's kind of fun. Like anytime a beast or plant goes to attack you, it basically is it's as if you have the sanctuary spell cast on you. They have to make a save first. And then if they fail, they have to choose a different target or just forego an attack, which is such a fun, flavorful way of being like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm nature. You can't attack me, animal or plant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So another um, one that, so circle of wildfire is definitely my next favorite one that I want to play. But mm -hmm. I also have to give mention to an an idea for a Druid subclass. I never would have, thought of um but came out in tasha is called circle of stars Mm. um you get another wild shape alternative with this called um starry form and it turns you like into a constellation looking um kind of figure and then it's another one anna like you mentioned um with the shepherd druid where it's versatile and what Mm -hmm. you can do with it and i don't know if i've never played with someone who did this class have you guys with we one? we do that's what I, that's what I thought I, I thought there was our, someone our friend do. Heather plays a character called Astra who is a yeah. star star druid and okay I feel like sometimes I just like don't pay attention to all the amazing things that she is capable of doing because I'm like okay this must be just like what druids can do I guess but then when I was reading this <laughs> I was like holy cow what a choice to make because not only does she get to do the like star form uh you know the the different things that you can do there she also has the the like wheel and woe feature which mm-hmm. is so cool i thought that yeah. was like something that was like given to her specially or something like that i didn't realize that was part of her subclass what a cool feature to be able to yeah. do that that has come in very handy in our games absolutely yeah just another way of tying in nature right like space and the stars and oh yeah and and whatnot the tides things like that like yeah incorporating that celestial aspect of nature into a druid subclass the only yeah. thing about this class that i wish is that it had special access to crown of stars at it's not till seventh level like oh it's not on the druid spell list but i feel like I it know. should be <laughs> I feel like if you play this, your DM when you get to that level, like your DM has to give you like an <laughs> item that lets you cast yeah, it once per yeah. long rest or something because yeah. <laughs> um so the only subclass we didn't really talk about is Circle of Dreams from Xanathar's. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much well well uh, it's agreed among the community this is pretty an underpowered subclass. Um but a lot of flavor if mm-hmm. if you like that more fey aspect 
Um, and great and healing more... abilities, I think. Like, oh, if, yeah. if nothing yeah. else, then you get you get some like healing bumps to your party, which is nice. So yeah, decently. The thing um, I, yeah, and I think you get to teleport at level ten. So that's it cool. Has, I was gonna say yeah, it has some great features. And like Balm of the Summer Court, the nice thing about this is that it's just like free healing words, and that you just keep right. getting more and more. Right. And then you can also still cast a spell as an action because right, you know. So if you have a party where people are going down a lot. You just use your bomb of summer court. Um, I, I do agree with Joe. It's it's it probably is the most underpowered of the druids, mm-hmm. but just work with your DM. I mean, I've talked with Joe about this. I think it would be great if Circle of Dreams got its own prepared spell list. Yes, um, I think that could bring it up to par with some of the others. Um, give it give it some more of the psionic ability. Give it the dream spell. Give it telepathy. Give it yeah. um, uh, maybe dissonant whispers, like some more of those like Ooh, yeah. unique spells on its prepared oh, yeah. list. Yeah. And maybe just, just make it a little bit more give it a little bit more utility in yeah. in combat but yeah well so maybe just wrapping up our general thoughts on druids tyler your experience in playing a druid and i know you're just so fond of druids what what's your advice to our listeners who may be considering druid as a class i i really think that if you're so i i love full spellcasters first of all and we didn't talk uh, we talked well we talked quite a bit about the spell list um if you're a really big fan of kind of wielding elemental energy and also having a lot of cool stuff that kind of gives you um, power over the environment, um, or you, you know, if you want to consider yourself like a protector of the forest or an extension of nature's will, I think that's actually how the book uh, plays it. Um, I think this is a really excellent choice of class. And we touched on this a little bit, but druids have, they don't, um, get their power from books they don't get their power even necessarily from a god or a deity or like a patron um, you can certainly play it like you you got your power from a deity um, but you could just be so in tune with nature itself that you have gotten these abilities and i think that's really cool and the subclasses just go even further in specializing it like um wildfire druid like you really you you, uh you you have a destructive side to you but you you know the the rebirth of the forest is also very important to you or stars druid maybe you're a little more ethereal and kind of like out there um -hmm. so there's there's so many different ways that you could play these those are just examples of how um you could play a few of the different ideas um and like i said this was my very first class that i ever picked um really have enjoyed it and i can't wait to get to high levels when i can become that walking little natural disaster um but uh really yeah just a lot of fun um and even if you're not like oh even if wild shape isn't the thing you're really excited to do there's so much more other stuff wild shape just happens to be an awesome utility on top of it so i don't know who's not excited about wild shape but get excited about wild shape that's a pretty cool feature but yeah i (laughs) totally agree with you tyler if you're looking for spell casting and versatility in how you help your party and don't necessarily want to be like the tank this is definitely definitely a great choice to pick yeah yeah and like i said when we first talked about the different classes druid is just extremely versatile and it's it's one of those classes where sure you can multi-class if you want, but the more levels you get in Druid, the more powerful and the more interesting you become. 
the spell list is just really interesting mm-hmm. and it's so it's just so unique to druids and i think yeah. I, I would i can't wait to see what new circles they're going to add uh, I, I would love to see like tyler we've talked about like a circle of storms or a circle of the sea mm, yeah. um as a druid circle which would just be so fucking cool i mean there's like a circle of of like the like maybe a whole circle of the underdark or something like that just incorporates like that whole aspect i think there's so many more things that we've yet to see from druids and i can't wait to see yeah what what they're going to do with it mm-hmm. so yeah thank you uh, so much tyler for joining yeah. us on our on our druid talk thank you guys i i i was really excited when joe asked for me to do this episode <laughs> because i was like oh if there was any class i could do it would be druid so play a druid enjoy it and if you play a moon druid, Joe will roll his eyes, but it's a fucking great yeah. class. So if, <laughs> if Joe invites you to play in his campaign, remember, gang, he should have to DM for five moon druids. The end. <laughs> oh my gosh. F- uh, yeah, and I'll just cast Meteor Swarm at fifth level for uh, when your players are fifth level and just kill all of you. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Yep. Class is dismissed.